Hello, everyone. You are listening to Impact 89 FM. I am Mike. I'm the host of the Afterglow here at the Impact. I'm also our entertainment editor. And today I am with Butterfly Chaser. How are you doing today? We're doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. You know, just uh, just another day, another dollar ready to get, uh, get to know you a little bit more as an artist. So you are a smaller artist, uh, a little bit newer on the scene. That means you're going through what every artist has had to go through at one point or another. Would you be able to tell me a little bit about your experience of finally putting that music out there? Maybe the blessings and curses that might come with that? Yeah, totally. So I guess uh, I started with music probably about six years ago now, just making like beats, being like producing stuff, whatever. Uh, And it wasn't until about a year ago now on the dot that I started actually recording my own stuff uh, with like my vocals and my songwriting and that sort of thing. And I guess that all started that, that that was like pretty much immediately following up a breakup. So that's like, you know, like sort of like the classic little story right there. Yeah. Uh, but it's really sort of uh, it's become a lot of fun for me to just use sort of music as a really expressive kind of outlet. And, uh, you know, I've had, I guess, the great like opportunity. I've got this sort of community of people around me who work on music as well. Uh, I live with some of them. A lot of them are just sort of funneling in and out of the house all the time. And so I've really been able to build like this awesome like network of close friends who who we work on music all together and that's that's been a pretty cool opportunity gotcha would you say that they were a main reason for you finally putting your stuff out there or what would you say finally propelled you to be like i'm done keeping it to myself i'm gonna put it out there now yeah it was definitely some of them uh i remember like i this one very specific instance where like uh, I was in the car with one of my friends. We were just playing like some music on Spotify, and one of my favorite artists comes on. And he's like, "Dude, like, you could totally do this. You need to start like recording your own vocals and actually releasing it." And I, I think that that conversation uh, it wasn't until maybe a month later that I really got going. But that conversation kind of stuck with me. I think that really propelled me to to do it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're living with people that you're making music now. You're getting into a little bit of a local music scene here. Would you, what would you say that local music means to you or this bond that you have with other musicians? What does that mean to you? Uh, I think there's a, there's a really cool connection that uh, like any sort of small time local artists uh, can sort of build with each other. Uh, Just in the fact that like you're sort of in it together, you know, the struggles of trying to book venues, get things like released, promoted, that sort of stuff is, is, is really difficult. And so I think for me, uh, it's about like like that community. Uh, you sort of immediately feel like welcomed and at home there, just as a small time artist. And uh, you know, with the people that I work with most closely, we sort of like to embody that with everyone who we meet. Uh, is just like being like a welcoming community and everyone sort of supporting each other. Uh, I think I think that's been really cool. Uh, you know, I got a local band. Uh, it was like my first opportunity to ever get on stage. They just asked me to play keys for them, and uh, like ever since then, uh, I've really just sort of understood the, uh, I guess the the community behind uh, local small-time music. Mm -hmm. So you'd say it's pretty much a group that's based on a love of music rather than the love of what music can get you, say fame or money or something. Would you say, I guess, where does that love come from for you, maybe for the people around you? Because you'd like to think that most artists get into the business because they have a love of the music itself, but I think that... You know, maybe sadly, it seems that more and more people understand what it can do for them, and that's why they'll get into it. But it seems that 
your case and those around you, it's just for the love of the art itself. Where would you say that comes from? I think I think we can all probably like name an artist or an album in particular that uh, really sort of spoke to us in a way that whether it was you know comforting emotionally or or it was about uh, just something creatively inspiring. Uh, I think we all sort of have like a, something like that. Like for me, it's Currents by Tame Impala. That was sort of like the album that I was like, damn, like I like like this. Like it made me feel a certain type of way, and it was comforting. And I think that that sort of built a love for music and, and as sort of a natural sort of inclined creator, uh, that made me want to try and replicate some of those feelings and some of that, uh, I guess, so some of what it can do for people. I uh, just try, try and do that myself. And, and I think that's where a lot of the love comes from. And that also is, is where a lot of the community comes from as well, because everyone's sort of trying to uh, just make people feel a certain type of way and uh, help people feel a certain type of way sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking on a few inspirations. How can you describe your music, the music of Butterfly Chaser itself? What are some of those inspirations? Maybe what are your aspirations? What are you trying to get to here? Yeah. So uh, inspiration-wise, my, my two biggest inspirations uh, will probably stay for a long time. Uh, Tame Impala and Daft Punk. Uh, those groups, or I guess Tame Impala is not even a group, but but those, those guys uh, really sort of inspire me. Uh, just... I think like their sound and and the sort of the danciness and the funkiness of it uh, is really really cool. Um, aspirations wise, uh, I really I, I want to keep making music and I want to. I, I've I've always said like my goal is to eventually reach a position where I can enable other like small time local artists to actually start doing things too. Where I'm I'm no longer the guy sort of like clawing his way into any situation that can help him. Where I can actually sort of lift other people up with me. And I think that that's, that's my end goal. Uh, musical aspirations. I, I want to diverge from like, sort of like the sad, cheesy heartbreak music, uh, as soon as possible. I want, I want to really, uh, sort of move forward and, and start making stuff that's a little more upbeat and has some cool new subject matter. Mm -hmm. Any idea what that new subject matter might be or still working that out? So I, I've, I've been playing around with it a little bit. Uh, and the songwriting in this regard is a little bit more difficult, which I kind of like the challenge. Uh, but I really want to talk about just, I think, like, you know, like, I mean, having, having like a lot of your main friends be musicians and be sort of these like sort of creative minds. Uh, we definitely get ourselves into some weird trouble here and there and like some like really sort of stupid kind of funny situations. And I, I like the idea of really talking about that. And like, you know, like, like, what does a night out for this group of guys look like? And, and you know, what sort of like feelings do you feel and, and, and situations do you get yourself in? And then sort of telling that story, uh, because that's definitely been like a big factor in probably the past two years of my life. Yeah. And when you mentioned Daft Punk, and that's a group that really does, you can tell how much they love music. I mean, 2013, they make an album that is pretty much devoted to just saying we love music. And so I think that Daft Punk as an inspiration there is definitely, uh, yeah, hopefully most people out there can cite Daft Punk as an inspiration in some way. Of people who have made it big, Daft Punk is definitely one to aspire for, but 99% of people start out at the bottom, and it's going to be really tough to really get that ball rolling to get some kind of a listener base. Not a, not a bad listener base so far, but... You're still trying to get more, obviously. Um, 
why should people give you a chance? Why should people listen to you? I think people should listen to me uh, to support really genuine music. Uh, it's all, you know, it's all thought out and it's all uh, really a reflection of myself. And I like the idea that there can be almost like a, a level of communication between an artist and the listeners of like, I'm showing you myself and, and the responses you listen to it. And, you know, I, I like meeting people, getting to know people and talking to anyone about the music. And so I think, you know, if, if you want, if you want to be someone who listens to an artist who's going to keep putting out really genuine music and uh, you know, keep sort of just being honest and true to himself like that, that is really where I think the appeal of my music is going to be. And I, I'm never really going to diverge from that. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your song or couple songs that might represent that best now? Um, I would say I got a song called Think Too Much to Think uh, Think Too Much to Think Too Well. And I think that that is probably my most, I guess, vulnerably honest song. Uh, and then I've got a song uh, that I just released um, called Another Link in the Chain. And that one is sort of in the same boat. And then probably my favorite song I've ever made uh, is Ephemeral. Um, and that was sort of very reflective. Uh, another uh, one that I love. And those are also very, three very different styles. So it might be uh, fun to check those three out and see all the different sounds that I have. Uh -huh. And you have kind of have been pumping out the content recently. Going to have to ask, do you have any album plans in the future? Or are you sticking with EPs, singles for now? And then once you find that style that you think you're looking for, then it's album time. So... I think I'm I'm currently in the process of finding that style. Uh, I've got I've got the idea uh, of an album sort of floating around in my head. Um, I think I probably got one more single uh, coming out in the near future, and after that, I'm going to be working on trying to play a lot of shows and sort of quietly working on an album uh, for mm -hmm. a little while. And that might take me a good amount of time, and I'm sure in the process there'll be a few more throwaway singles and things like that, but. Uh, after after basically this next song comes out, uh, it's going to be a lot of focus on an album. Yeah. I think that a lot of people tend to view music as... With a lot of artists, people just beg and beg for an album, or they beg to be labeled by a certain genre, and I think sometimes that can be restrictive. A lot of people, sometimes just a bunch of singles won't be enough, and a bunch of live shows won't be enough, it seems that from the outside, a lot of people tend to categorize music when it's something that doesn't need to be categorized as frequently. I guess I suppose I'm curious what your takes are just on the concepts of genres and releasing music uh, in general because, I mean, there are snippets out there all the time. Sometimes people just aren't content with the fact that artists are making music. Sometimes they just need to hear a certain thing from them or they won't be happy. What is your perspective as somebody who's actually making music on that? So I always, uh, what I say, especially because um, I, I do with a few of the artists that I work with a lot, I take sort of the business side of it on. And I always say like genre is really just a tool for marketing. Uh, it shouldn't ever be like part of the music making process. Uh, it, the only reason that, that, that it even exists is so you can tell listeners what to expect so that they know what they want to listen to. And, and I, I think... Uh, from the creator side, it's it's really stupid, and I, I don't like I don't like thinking about it all that much, especially uh, you know because I'd say stylistically, like my last three songs compared to my first few EPs have been 
all different. And uh, I'm not really thinking about that so much uh, when I'm making the songs. I'm really just thinking about like, what do I want this to sound like? How do I want to get this message across? What do I want to improve upon or try? And um, so yeah, from the creator side, I, I don't like the idea of genre, uh, but it, it exists. And so uh, we, we do have to deal with that a little bit. And then as far as uh, just sort of, you know, people not being content with like making the music, uh, I think, that's just one of those things you have to deal with uh people get impatient and it's one of the nice things about being a little smaller right now too is that people aren't putting that type of pressure on i'm putting it on myself and that's something that i can always you know stick to and work on so Mm -hmm. i suppose since you bring up the weight of your own expectations what are your expectations for yourself i know you did previously mention your aspirations your inspirations but as like speaking as somebody who I myself write a lot, I don't make music, but I do write a lot and I put a lot of weight on myself. How difficult can it be for you to actually make a song and finally be content with it? Because it seems like even after you release something, I feel like a lot of people understand they might want to make a change after hearing it for a fifth time or a sixth time with every listen, there might be a little bit something different that they want to do. What is that weight like for you? So it's definitely, it's definitely heavy. Uh, you, especially when you get deep into a song and you've been working on it for a long time. And like I do all the producing, mixing, mastering all myself. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I work with other people on it, but, but I really take the lead on that for my songs. And uh, that, you, you know, you listen to a song 100, 200 times before uh, you've like, felt ready to release it. And so you... Uh, like I've, I've probably had songs where I've exported 30 of them before I've been like, okay, this one's the final version. This one's good enough. And, and that, uh, it can get heavy and it can get really frustrating. Um, but the one thing that I've sort of been working on reminding myself, and, and this is actually advice from one of my friends who I work with, uh, is like, they don't know the song as well as you do. They don't know what it's supposed to sound like. They don't know what you hear in your head. So if it sounds good, like you, you gotta start to let go of some of those like perfectionist tendencies. And, uh, that's definitely a huge thing with uh, making music when, when you're so involved in the process is like, you gotta let go of some of your perfectionist tendencies and let the music just happen. Um, I listen to like, when you listen to a lot of uh, like, you know, rock music from especially the nineties, uh, you can hear them screw up in the final recordings of the songs. I, I think that that's like really inspiring because it's like, you, you sort of let those little natural mistakes just like flow into the music and let it become part of the song and let it add character. Gotcha. Well, I'm just going to ask you one more thing, um, and that refers to more the collaboration side of things. Collaboratively, are you going to be with your group, KMG, making any, you know, like group albums of any kind? You're going to be, it's, it's easy for me to say Wu-Tang here because I always just go to Wu-Tang collaborations, even though could probably be wildly different in terms of sound, but I always, uh, with these collectives, I kind of tend to view things from a Wu-Tang standpoint where everybody makes an album together and then they kind of split off, make their own things. Um, what is the collaboration going to be like in terms of output, but also live music from you all? Yeah, so we uh, we collaborate on pretty much everything, uh, whether it's someone's solo stuff or... or um, 
a, a group project. We have a few songs with, you know, enough members of the group where we're like, okay, we're going to release this as a group eventually. And we've just kind of been sitting on those for a little while uh, until we can, you know, sort of have the time to really start to like, piece something together. Um, so I do think you can expect to see us releasing uh, collectively, uh, hopefully sometime soon. But um, we're not we're not totally sure on that. We're really we're really getting getting everything sort of in order right now with that. Um, and you know, even even if we're not releasing stuff together, like uh, you know, Matthew Lee just dropped a song, uh, and that was produced by me. But another one of our friends did the uh, main guitar riff on it, and so it's, it it is all really collaborative, uh, regardless of if we're releasing it under the group or not. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to the future. So I just want to thank you once again for joining me. Thank you all for listening. This is Mike with Impact 89 FM signing off.